0: Welcome everyone to the latest edition of h On The Air, the monthly podcast series of h Engineering Magazine. I'm Rob McManamy, Editor-in-Chief of h Engineering, and our guest this month is Environmental Engineer Larry Clark, a member of our Editorial Advisory Board, and since 2013, 10 years now, author of our popular twice-monthly sustainability column, Clark's Remarks. Larry was our very first guest on this podcast more than two years ago, and now we welcome him back on the occasion of the 10th anniversary of Clark's Remarks. So, Larry, welcome. Thank
1: you. Thank you for inviting me back.
0: Sure. Happy to have you back. And and, uh, uh, Larry, thanks so much for joining us today and and for contributing to HPAC Engineering for 10 years now. Uh, Your efforts have certainly been appreciated here. And please tell our readers a bit about uh, how you came to take on this assignment and and, um, I guess to borrow from superhero terminology, uh, what the origin story of, of Clark's remarks
1: is. Well, actually, Rob, my connection to HVAC engineering goes back a lot more than 10 years, um, almost a quarter of a century. Um, when I first started working in the HVAC industry, um, it was when I took a job in 1998 with Vapor Power Group, which was at that time part of the Westinghouse Airbrake Company. Um, the following year, 1999, Pack engineering actually published an article I'd written on coil type steam generators for heating plant applications. And then over the, uh, the next few years, they published several more uh, of my articles. And in 2012, your predecessor, Scott Arnold, appointed me to the edit, uh, engineering editorial advisory board. Um, and then, uh, a year later, he invited me to start writing Clark's remarks, which started as a blog and then became a column. And, uh, here we are 10 years later
0: right and i think we're 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 at a twice monthly right now or, or how uh gosh I, I how um how many columns do you think you've written for us now over the uh over these 10 years
1: well actually uh uh when i went through sorting them out for the uh for the ebook it was uh well over 200 i think it was around 230. oh wait so.
0: um but as as you mentioned the uh the the ebook is that we've published the, a reflection of the, on your, Oh, actually in, in a, one particular column, we re, we published a, a reflection on your decade of sustainability advocacy online for us. And now we have that in an ebook collection that, uh, that will be, uh, um, released in August, uh, just, just a week or so away. Um, tell us a little bit about the, I know you, we, as you went through those 230 columns, you picked out, uh, you picked out ten or so to put in there for the for the, the ten year anniversary. So, what what tell us a little bit about the collection and, and why you included some of the stories that you did? What what they tell us about uh, these last ten years?
1: Sure, and and actually um, sifting through all those uh, and, and trying to pick ten was uh, was a daunting task. Sure. And full disclosure, I had to get some help. So I I uh, asked my wife and and some colleagues to help me out with that. Um, so, you know, you had initially asked me to pick, uh, the 10 that I thought were best. Well, mm-hmm. there was no way I could objectively do that. Um, mm-hmm. so what we really did was go with the ones that we thought were at least mildly interesting. Um, and my wife, since she was helping did insist that uh, on including at least one of my annual Christmas whimsical pieces. <laughs> and of course she picked, mm-hmm. uh, her favorite so that is included
0: and that's uh it's one of the santa pieces i guess it was this as a uh, yeah I'm it's a n- the night before yeah.
1: christmas i believe yeah. yeah
0: yes yes and that's that's in our ebook for anybody who uh will look for that on online in, in the next uh next few weeks um but what what would you say what did the story tell you or looking back uh you know sometimes it it certainly helps to to take a uh uh view from 30,000 feet i guess as far as the the progression of your columns over the last 10 years was there any takeaways you had from that or, or that surprised you or or uh, um i don't know was there any anything that struck you about uh looking back at the body of work like that
1: yeah it was pretty interesting because um, <laughs> at the beginning although i started with a, uh, I, I guess you could say a sustainability oriented piece which was on um on the 179d tax deduction for, you know, energy efficiency improvements in commercial buildings, most of the, most of the early still blog posts at that point were more technical um, and they were a lot more uh, HVAC industry centric, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. As, as I got further along, the focus did shift more to sustainability, um, uh, you know, especially in the build environment because that's mm-hmm. what I was doing professionally. And, um, and towards the end, it's gotten um, almost semi-political in some cases with the, with mm-hmm. the focus on serious sustainability solutions. Um, so yeah, yeah. There's, there's been some changes. All right.
0: Yeah. It's hard, hard not to be um, a little bit more political in, in those areas. Um, actually, I'm just curious how has uh I know the, I know the notoriety, I know you haven't had to hire bodyguards or anything like that, but, uh, um, with the, uh, with the column for 10 years now at going to trade shows or whatever, has there been some recognition, would you say of, uh, of colleagues that, uh, um, that have been, been reading your column all these years?
1: Actually there have been. And, um, surprisingly I get a lot of email. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, my email address is is published, So they, they contact me directly rather than go to the, to the magazine. And Mm -hmm. I do get a lot of emails. Um, unfortunately, most of them are not as positive as I'd like. I tend to get more the quote hate mail than the, uh, than the positive reinforcing emails, but, um, that's okay. And, and it's been interesting, um, quick anecdotal story. Um, we, we have a, uh, a timeshare in St. Martin. We spend two weeks around Thanksgiving there every year. And we were in a bathing suit shop in, in St. Martin, a swimsuit shop. Um, my wife and, and her girlfriend were, were looking for swimsuits. And her husband and I were sitting there reading magazines and being bored. And a third guy came in with his wife. Turned out he was from New England. I don't remember whether it was Vermont or New Hampshire, but he was an HVAC contractor. And Mm -hmm. he actually reads HPAC and read my column all the time. So we had a nice chat.
0: Oh, that's well, that's neat. And when you talk about some of the negative feedback, I assume that's that's nothing personal, but it's all looking at around climate, uh, climate change and, and certainly the the debate that's been uh, raging for years,
1: although I can- it is, yeah, it's all climate change deniers and I'm surprised right. I get, uh, you know, PhD PEs who absolutely don't believe that there's any human contribution to the to the current climate cycles. So, wow. well,
0: I think that kind of leads into the next question here is it's it's hard to uh, certainly this summer has, has seen some extraordinary weather events all over the world and you've noted some of those in your columns already. Uh, so let's talk about that for a minute, and, and what they mean to our um, well, to engineering's uh, approach to sustainability and decarbonization. It, uh, would somebody would just describe this as is this the kick in the pants that our industry needs to uh, to get everybody on the same page, or, or, or I, I, on the downside, does it does it mean we <laughs> we might be already too late to uh, uh, to effectively uh, reach those goals that we had uh, through uh, um, you know, for the United Nations, or or whatever. Whether it's, I guess, it was reducing it to uh, to one point five uh, degree. I thought we were trying to uh, reduce the uh, what is that 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 measurement? One point five degrees. See uh, the there, right above. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where, where are we on all of that now? I guess would you say as we ha- as we're in the middle of this uh, this incredibly hot summer?
1: Well, I, th- I think certainly more people are paying attention. I think even. Um, some of the politicians are getting a wake-up call now that we've uh, recorded the uh, the hottest July since they've started keeping records of temperature in human history. Um, hmm. I'm still optimistic about our ability to avoid all the climate doomsday scenario that some scientists and a lot of politicians are predicting. I think uh, the, that our industry, the HVAC industry, is certainly doing its part and has made great strides and gains in reducing greenhouse gas emissions that are attributable to its equipment, um, certainly over the past few years. Uh, Our industries developed more efficient products across the board and uh, consistently introduced lower emitting refrigerants. Some of it was mandated, regulatory mandated, but on their own, they've come up with a lot of alternative refrigerants and continue to make improvements. Uh, For the equipment itself, the current push for decarbonization through electrification is really moot for us because most HVAC equipment is and has always been electric powered. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm confident that our industry will continue to be a leader in providing innovative, sustainable solutions. And uh, not just because it's the right thing to do, which they're finding out, but it's also good business. And those companies exist to make a profit
0: yeah and certainly we've noticed just in the last 5 years or or longer all the AHR expo uh so many of the exhibitors if not all of them are 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 trumpeting uh, um in the last uh, several years the uh, the environmental uh, attributes of of their products and it's it's hard not to
1: notice that for sure exactly and and contrary to what happened in the past it's not mostly greenwashing now it's real real achievable uh, sustainability goals either mm-hmm. efficiencies or greenhouse gas emissions or whatever so yes well looking ahead i guess as
0: as you were just talking about being uh, uh fairly positive about our uh the industry contributions that we're making where do you find the most hope on this subject because uh you know some folks are as you say uh um uh there's a lot of doom and gloom out there uh, so, so what are, are some of the technological innovations out there that that hold the most promise you think you're always writing so many of your columns involve, uh, uh, the work at, uh, uh of engineers at, at research labs and, and whatnot. So you might be a little bit more on the cutting edge than, than, uh, many of our, uh, our readers and listeners. So w- w- where, are you finding those, uh, 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 the hope out there or the promise that, that, that you might see on the horizon?
1: Yeah, well, cert- certainly the, the research efforts are important. Um, but there's no real solution until you can scale that, that research lab project into a commercial, um, economically viable product. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, prior to moving to Florida in 2007, my entire career was in manufacturing. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, did I know that? Yeah. And there's been a lot of negative press lately about capitalism. Um, right. But I've seen firsthand how companies innovate when they're incentivized by money. Uh, Like I said a minute ago, HVAC manufacturers, and I've been one, so I know firsthand, Mm -hmm. are generally for-profit enterprises. And I don't know exactly which technological developments are going to play prominent roles in decarbonization, but I'm confident that they'll be there and that the HVAC industry is going to play a significant part in providing them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in our lifetimes, Rob, and I have a fair idea of how old you are, Technology across the board has been increasing exponentially. I don't, I don't, you know, I believe that's because, at least in part, each technological innovation opens the door to more innovation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the extreme and mostly unrealistic measures that are being advocated by some of the politicians are really helpful in finding those solutions. Um, I think. I think researchers and industry manufacturers will actually find those solutions.
0: And I, I just as, as you mentioned that, I'm thinking that the fact that we're doing this on a podcast is evident of the uh, exponential growth of, uh, of uh, technology because, I mean, certainly when I, when I took this job or, or any of previous journalism jobs, at the, uh, I did not yeah. see myself as a podcaster or even understand or even was not aware of the term uh so many years ago um so the fact that we're doing this and and uh is just is just more evidence of that 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 change and so much of it is positive as 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 we often forget um i guess so as i mean just with with part of that and and uh where can people find some of the that that encouraging news out there you know because you seem so so incredibly plugged in i would say on this subject and you know some i never know what when your next column and what it's going to be referring to or where it's where the sources are going to be drawing from uh, re- research universities and in, in in France or, or Asia or, and and uh, so I'm just curious about our, our readers and listeners who are, are uh, um, very interested in this subject and certainly more and more are what are some of your favorite go-to sources that are that our readers can also use and and go to themselves when they're not reading Clark's remarks of course
1: of course of course <laughs> yeah well there's certainly a lot of mainstream media now that are reporting environmental and sustainability kinds of, um, of news events. Um, obviously some of them you have to take a little bit with a grain of salt. Um, mm-hmm. but, but there are some that, um, for example, uh, National Geographic, um, mm-hmm. I consider to be pretty reliable and unbiased. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, think they tend to follow the science. Um, There's certainly a lot of specific environmental sustainability publications, most of them digital. Um, Some are more professionally oriented. For example, environmental science and technology is good. Some Mm -hmm. are more for kind of general public consumption, like the climate optimist, which I think you actually turned me on to. Um, I,
0: I believe so, yes.
1: Yeah, I find a lot of information on social media. Uh, I start mm-hmm. every day over breakfast with a curated news feed on LinkedIn that I've mm-hmm. kind of customized for for what I'm looking for. Um, a lot of the government agency websites like EPA and NOAA um, have mm-hmm. good information. And um, my editor, that's you, periodically sends me <laughs> some noteworthy story leads. So I get well, a lot of see. information to choose uh, to choose the topics from
0: well it's nice to know i'm being helpful
1: in, in that regard as well
0: um but i I'd certainly appreciate uh, you turning so many of those around into uh, into meaningful stories as well um and uh you know now that we've got 10 years in the books i i, I don't know how much longer we can uh uh we can we can hope to have you here but uh, certainly i hope you keep writing as, as long as you're uh most interested and keep coming back on podcasts as well because this has been a uh, it's certainly a vital subject for, for us as well. And, and I appreciate you sharing all that with us, Larry. Well,
1: thank um, you for letting me. Well, it's, it's been, it's
0: been a pleasure. And, uh, even though as some people may know, Larry and I went to, uh, uh, intense rival, uh, uh, opposing rival schools. I'm a university of Virginia grad and Larry's a Virginia tech, uh, grad. So, uh, um, we, we've managed to put that aside to, uh, to make this relationship work. So I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, I guess I want to just uh, let's see. Well, okay, well, we'll plug the ebook one more time <clears throat> because that is that's coming out uh, next month um, with the the 10 year anniversary of Clark's remarks, and also uh, Larry's columns appeared uh, um, twice a month. He's actually already had two uh, previous ebooks. If folks want to check online for that as well, the Sustainable Frontiers yeah, um, uh, Volume One and Volume Two with highlights of the, of previous years uh, columns. And, uh, but, uh, I, I, do appreciate all that you've been doing Larry and, and, uh, any, any final words here of, of encouragement or whatever, as you're, I would think that you are, um, w- would you say that that retirement is, is on the the far horizon or near horizon or where, where would you say you are? And cause I, you live in a, in a, in a lovely area that I'm sure you would like to enjoy full time.
1: Yeah. I've actually started stepping back. I'm taking more and more time off and, uh, um, focusing on uh on a little recreation r&r instead of just working all the time so
0: well i appreciate you working in some of the uh some of the columns for us as well so um anyways th- thanks again larry thanks everybody for listening and uh please comment and share this podcast with with colleagues as well and, and uh and i, and I guess uh, larry any words of encouragement as far as just being sustainable or what can individuals do I guess uh, so many people think that, that this is such a larger problem, but what can individual firms do uh, out there in in uh I, I guess let's looking for for ways to uh, uh that this is a profitable area that they can get into
1: well i, I think most most companies have um, have made commitments now to be more green and I think uh and again, not just because it's the right thing to do, but I think they're doing it because it is good business, and it's what their stakeholders, shareholders, customers, employees expect. So.
0: Okay, well, that sounds like it's good for everybody—a a real win-win in that in that regard. So, anyway, well, thanks again, Larry, and uh, and thank everybody for for listening to uh, uh, HPAC on the air and for reading Clark's remarks all these years.
1: Take care. All right, thank you, and Rob, go Hokies.
0: Don't lose. All right. Bye-bye, sir.